Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Troy Erickson. Troy is one of the world's top email marketers and direct response copywriters. As the owner of Email Paramedic, the leading email list management agency, he has generated over $50 million for clients since 2019 by improving sales copy, automation, and delivery. Troy has worked with the Sales Mentor, VShred, Smart Marketer, 10X Advisor Network, and hundreds more. He is also ranked as one of the top copywriters in the world by traffic and funnels. Through his strategies, he has found lost revenue by reviving dead email lists for maximum open rates and sales for both himself and his clients. It's going to be a great, action-packed, episode today. I'm really excited to have you. Troy, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, so I got to get the backstory. How did you get into email marketing and how did you become so awesome at it? Thank you. Yeah. So the the short version of it is in, gosh, 2018, I was still a college baseball player and I fought through a lot of adversity. I had an elbow surgery when I was in high school and made it to college and I ended up having this mental complication called the yips where I basically couldn't throw a ball anymore. I'd throw over people's heads, I'd bounce in. It's like really embarrassing. And as a college senior, I got cut because I was a pitcher and I couldn't do the thing that I'm supposed to do, which is throw a ball. And at that time, that was my identity. And I didn't really even go outside for a couple of weeks. So I started going online and I found this guy on Snapchat named Grant Cooper. And he just gave like free value every single day about how to make money on the internet. So I just kind of watched his videos because it was like something for me to do and something for me to look forward to. And eventually, after the course of several months, maybe a year, he sold this Facebook ads course. And I jumped in, did what the course said, I went on Upwork and I got some clients. So I started running Facebook ads for some pretty big clients. One of them was working with Gary Vee on a meal kit project and they're like NFL players eating it and the whole like, project just crashed because the investors pulled out. But the guy who hired me from that project, he was like, Hey, I like what you did with building funnels. Let's see if we can go build an- another business together. So I went in and I started running ads for that business and kind of got a little bit of experience in email, a little bit of experience in other areas. And I had to get a couple other clients. So I didn't have to get a regular job after college. So here I was running mainly Facebook ads for two main clients. One day the other client, hits me up and they say, hey, we have to fire you. I said, why? And I looked at Facebook ads manager and everything was fine. And they're like, don't worry about it. We have to fire you. I said, no, 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 no. You're going to tell me why right now. So I found out from them that the real reason they wanted to fire me wasn't because the ads, it was because their emails. And they were going to spam. 
they weren't very good. Like the copy was just too to the point. It was like, hey, we have this thing, go buy it. And they're only sending one email a week. So I told them like, hey, why don't I help you fix that? I have a little bit of experience from my other client, but I can't afford to lose you. So I'm going to do this for free until we fix it. We can go back to what we were doing. So I went in and I fixed those three problems, which are like still the main three problems that a lot of people have, deliverability, sending volume, and not writing good emails. Um, I still fix those problems to this day, but that first client went from 13K a month in email revenue to 51K a month over the course of that summer. So they kept me on. I did email for them instead of ads. And then I went and I started doing more email stuff for my other client. I started closing more clients and going to events and the whole email space is a lot less crowded than the Facebook ad space. So I just started doing it for more people and going to more events and more people needed help with their email. So I just kept going and going and that was that and still amazing. do it to this day. You know, what an amazing story. Cause one of the things that I still see when I'm explaining email deliverability to clients is that it still almost feels like a black art in that a lot of people are more familiar with, Oh, I'll just run Facebook ads and I'll get, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people coming in. But if your emails aren't landing, right, they're going to spam or they're going to the promotions folder. They are not getting read as much. And that's something that it's not just two settings that you flip and, you know, and make it happen. There's actually a lot more going on in the background. We could talk a little bit more about that. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, though, is you mentioned that email deliverability, that working in the email deliverability space is a lot less crowded. Have you seen that change over the past couple of years? Do you see a lot more players and pretenders coming in, you know, sort of encroaching on your territory? Or where do you see this going in terms of how B2B companies, you know, are looking towards getting their emails delivered? Yeah. So first of all, you're right. It's definitely still a space that a lot of people don't understand. As far as like becoming a mass marketing thing where everybody's doing it, I don't see that. Now, me personally, in addition to my done for you services, we have a certification program. So a lot of the people that you know, I train and work with, I see them coming up, but it really just comes from a space of like, you know, we're all in the same community we're all trying to help each other. There's so many clients out there. We're not really eating each other's lunch, but I don't really see it as a place where it's going to become too biz hoppy because it's just like, there's so many clients out there and a lot of people, they see email and they're like, oh, that sounds complicated. Or like, do people even use email anymore? And they have these thoughts about it. So I think it's going to stay a blue ocean for a long time. And I've been like in it for a while. I'm probably the person who's like been the biggest proponent of email list management over the last few years, kind of leading the charge in that niche. So I'm confident that I'll stay at the top and in it, but I'm always happy to help people along the way. That's really amazing. I think one of the core things that a lot of people need to get religion on is your email list is the only platform that you truly own. Right. In that uh, you can get kicked off Facebook. You can get kicked off of Google. They can stop your ads. They can turn off your TikTok. You know, these are all channels you do not own. And your email list is portable. It's yours. You earned it. And you can then, you know, if MailChimp shuts you down, you can go somewhere else and, you know, just uh, and start using that. And I think that's one of the biggest things people need to understand is you have to be getting that email address and you have to be doing effective communications with them. So, I really appreciate you bringing that point home. Let's talk a little bit about your one big tip because, uh, you know, like you said, it's not exactly rocket surgery, right? I mean, there are some great tutorials out there. I think also just in my research, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of stuff that maybe, you know, is sort of half-assed, if you will, 
you know, that gets you 50% of the way and others that get you 75% of the way. And some of it is just plain wrong or outdated. What are some of the deliverability secrets you've seen that have helped people really, you know, start to gain real traction from their hard earned email lists that they've had already? Yeah, so a, a few things. Some of them are a little qualitative, and then there's a few more that are like technical. First thing is you have to like send content that people actually want. And I know that's not technical at all, but it's the truth, right? So somebody opts in for your list, whether they bought something or whether it's a free lead magnet, they're telling you, hey, this is what we want to hear. So you have to send them as much content as possible that's similar to that. And you also have to tell like actual personal stories from your life, because as soon as you turn into like a robotic company, that only talks about that thing and can't relate to people on a personal level, you're going to start losing people, right? Like the reason people listen to podcasts is because you get to know a person, not necessarily a service or a company, right? So give them the thing that they want and do it in a way that's very personal and also like show sides to yourself. Second thing you want to do, and a lot of people, they understand this part, right? Like segmenting your list, very basic concept. So you want to make sure that you're only emailing people that have opened, let's say, for example, in the last 90 days, because sure, you can have a big list, but it's more about the quality than the quantity. And a lot of people don't get that. They really fear like shaving people off their list, but you have to, right? Like to keep a plant healthy, you have to prune it and take off the bad leaves. They're just weighing it down. So if you're leaving on a whole bunch of people who haven't opened in a while, you're dragging your open rates down and Google pays attention to that. And the more that they drop and drop and drop, more likely you are to end up in spam. So that's one thing that a lot of people understand, but not quite everybody yet. But quality over quantity, you have to segment the list. Next thing you want to do too is open something called a test account. So for example, you can just go on Google and you can just type in open new Gmail account. It literally takes 30 seconds, just follow the instructions and just open a brand new Gmail account. Then what you want to do is go into your ESP. So like you said, MailChimp or ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft, Clavio, whatever you have. And you just want to send a test email to your brand new test account. And the reason you want to do that is because when it lands in your inbox, you're going to be able to see, did it hit the primary tab? Did it hit the promotions tab? Or did it land in spam, which is the worst? And then you can actually know exactly how you're doing with your emails, right? So it's really important to understand where you're at right now. And a lot of people use this concept of like seed accounts, right? Test accounts, seed accounts, same thing. Um, and a lot of people, including myself, have different ones where you open or you don't open. But just keeping track of that and understanding where you're landing. Because if you don't know, how are you going to improve? Next thing you can do too is there's these three little dots in the Gmail inbox. If you click those, they're like in the top right corner. And then you hit show original it'll pop up like a little report on your deliverability. So there's three main things you want to look at SPF, DKIM and DMARC. If you aren't passing those three things, you definitely need to get help on that it involves like DNS settings. And you can just ask me questions on you know social media. If anybody has a personal question about that, because it can get in the weeds, but long story short, you want to make sure you're passing those because basically what that is, is it's authentication, which is kind of like verification on social media. So Gmail and Yahoo and Hotmail, when you send an email, do they know that you're actually you? And if you're passing those things, it's like the three checkboxes they want to see to know that you're actually you and that the domain isn't like hijacked or spoofed or anything like that. And very last thing I'd say too is just, uh, I've been a large proponent of this over the years, but avoiding the promotions tab, right? So a lot of people, this is where the worst advice is on the internet. People just say like, change the subject line, remove the images, da, 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 da. 
and basically take out everything in your email that's intended to sell stuff. Well, if you do it that way, you're going to miss out on a lot of money. So the way we do it is we actually balance out like the weight of the email. So if an email is really heavy and like images and like salesy subject lines and stuff, we'll actually go in and we'll edit the template to remove other promotional things. Or we'll even add language that's not promotional so we can balance out the distribution between promotional content and non-promotional content. And then we basically tip the scale in your favor and then you land in the primary inbox, more opens, more sales. First of all, thank you for that. There was so much value just in that five minute monologue that you just did. One of the things I find with, you know, the promotions tab versus the primary tab is once you understand these concepts that you just talked about, you will never look at email the same again, right? You will see other companies that do this, that put in that personalized stuff. And then the ones that put in the sales heavy stuff and, you know, sort of mix that around and just sort of mix it up like a salad and then see what happens. They're basically testing right? Because they're trying to figure out, you know, what's going to land and they are watching those deliverability rates like a hawk, right? And that's really what you should be doing as a business as well. You really should be paying very close attention to it, getting that technical stuff out of the way so that your SPF, your DKIM and your DMARC are all aligned, right? But what I find is that when I'm talking to people about it, you know, first of all, they're just like, all right, Jeff, can you just do it for me? (laughs) You know, that's really the first thing. Right. And, you know, I think any good provider should be, you know, doing that basic level of service is just of just making sure that all of that is aligned. But what happens like a little bit later, because, you know, there are there are also some differences between, you know, transactional emails, those soap opera type emails where you're just keeping people informed on who you are and what you're doing. And then, of course, there's cold emails and cold, you know, sending cold emails is an art unto itself because, you know, they haven't heard from you before. And how do you make sure that those emails really get uh, really get taken care of as well? What advice would you give to companies that want to do cold emails that, you know, maybe not buy a list, but use, you know, some of those lead gen tools? You know, that's great. uh, Google My Business, things like that. What would you tell them in terms of uh, sending cold emails and making sure that those get delivered as well? Yeah. So if you want to send cold email, you know, we focus on businesses with warm, but the number one thing I can tell you is do not start sending mass cold email until you succeeded at small scale, right? Like you can't get to here until you've gotten to here, right? Cause you're, you're you want to go up. So main thing you want to do is get the messaging and the offer, right? The worst thing you can do, and I get a lot of cold emails and 98% of them are awful. So odds are, if you just go into it thinking you're going to send a bunch of cold emails and make a bunch of money, there's a 98% chance that you're wrong. So what you want to do is basically figure out what exactly you want to tell people in a short, concise way. So, hey, first name, this is so-and-so from whatever company. I found you and then like try to explain how you found them, try to make it make sense, right? Hopefully you actually found them in a place where it was like, it's congruent with who they are and what they do. Maybe it's LinkedIn, maybe it's whatever. And then you like, hopefully you have a specific reason you're reaching out. Now that goes next, right? So you say like, Hey, first name, this is so-and-so I found you through here. Reason I'm reaching out is because, and then mention some kind of like problem or issue that they might be having. And then briefly mention how you can help. And then the last line, a call to action, maybe get them to reply with a certain word if they're interested. And then you can send them the link for them to book a call with you or have like a dialogue with them first. But most of the cold emails again are like very long. I can't really find a point and they just kind of ramble on and, and keep going. But 
a good cold email, you just want to make it look as personal as possible, right? So if you were emailing somebody who you actually know and you wanted to like ask them a question or do something, it's like maybe that would take three to five sentences. So why not do the same with the cold email? Because as soon as I start reading and I can tell that this was a cold email blast to a whole bunch of people at the same time, I just delete it because I know that well, I know what my focuses are as a business owner and they're not the thing that you're pitching me. But if you pitch me on a specific problem that you saw that I have, then maybe I'll reply to it. Now, with that being said, I want you to do this on a small scale first, or maybe you're actually sending one-on-one -on -one emails with people that you've seen online who have a specific problem. So for me, maybe I opted into somebody's email list and I saw their emails are going to spam. Well, then I'm going to email them and tell them, maybe include a screenshot of their emails and spam and making them aware of the problem and then offering them a solution to that problem. So if you can get this right at small scale, maybe sending out actually like, you know, personal emails that take you between writing and research, maybe 10 to 15 minutes each, get it down right so people are actually replying. And then once people, you know, are taking the actions you want them to take and you're successful with this, then you can go into a cold email software and try to scale it out as best as you can. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really great. I think one of the things that all the people really need to understand is you can be using some of these tools, right? But uh, something like MailChimp, if you try to upload a cold email list to that and you go over a very small percentage that they have dictated, you know, a certain number of unsubscribes or a certain number of people that complain, they're going to shut you down and they will shut you down quick. So you really need to understand what it is that they're looking for and and make sure you're not skirting around it because at the end of the day, we all want to be good. We all want to be good citizens here and we just want to send great stuff so that it lands in the right place and it's actionable to the right people. So I really appreciate you breaking that down. Troy, where can people learn more about you and how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Yeah, sure. So faqemail.com is basically where I put all the frequently asked questions I get about email um, so you just go there and I will send you all the answers to those questions. And then also you will get a second, you can just reply to that email, but you'll get a second one from my assistant and then says like, Hey, do you want to personally connect with Troy? And then she'll forward any responses to me. So uh, email is non-ironically the best way to contact me and the best way to learn more about what I do. Amazing. Troy, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff. So I really appreciate you breaking down these concepts. Yeah, no problem, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. 
And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.